Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. We are recording from my basement studio, aka a desk with a microphone on it, and from quarantine. Today, I have a special guest with me. It is my wife, Allison. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you for agreeing to do this. You don't really have anybody else to do this with right now, nope. so you're welcome. Mics don't pick up sound six feet away very well. No, no they don't. Um, so this week, to make sure that we're staying up to date with our episodes, we are going to talk about a game that is very part of your formative years, I will say. You could say that. Um, it is not a game that I'm particularly fond of or good at, and I lose to you every time I play it. That is correct. This week, we are talking about Diddy Kong Racing for the Nintendo 64, released November 4th, I think. Let me double check my notes. 1997. 1997. Is it the 4th? I think it's the 14th. The 14th. Okay, I knew there was a 4 in there somewhere. I think the 4th was in Japan. Maybe. But it could be a liar. Made by Rare, uh, which is, if you know the game uh, maker, they've made GoldenEye for the N64, Perfect Dark, Banjo-Kazooie, mm-hmm. which we'll get into on this game because this is their origins, uh, Banjo's origins. But um, So this is kind of, I, as I see it, um, a way for Nintendo to come up with a competitor, or sorry, for Rare to come up with a competitor to Nintendo's Mario Kart. And it goes against everything I love in Mario Kart, which is why I'm not a big fan of it. Which is probably why I love it. Why? Because you don't like Mario Kart? No, I also love Mario Kart. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's a bad... <laughs> you wanna, don't want to get people mad on you on, on Mario Kart. but No, this is my first time. I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll be gentle. Um, Go easy on me. So... You love Diddy Kong Racing. Do you know, like, the first time you played the game, where you were, how you got it, who you played it with, things like that? Uh, I believe we got it for Christmas. I was probably eight, maybe between seven and nine, I think, uh, when it came out. I did not do math prior to this podcast, so whoops. Um, <laughs> Wait, so how old would you be? Six? Six? Six. I was close. Yeah. I said seven. Hey, that's fine. It's better than I could have guessed. Again, I did not do math. All right. Anyways, I'm sorry. It's all right. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> You're fine. You're fine. We're good. Uh, I actually didn't play it when we first got it. Uh, my dad played it, uh, as he did with most of our like games that we had for the N64. I believe that that console was purchased for him, not really for us, because we were still a little young to be playing. Was he big into video games? I don't see him as a gamer. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily give him the gamer, quote, end quote, gamer title, um, but he did enjoy a good video game every once in a while, and especially those early ones with the N64, and then later on when we got a GameCube, when that first came out, uh, he did do a lot of the playing on that. 
Um, so I watched him play Diddy Kong Racing okay. first before we actually got to play myself and my uh, middle sister, Sarah. Were you... Did you when you did get the play? Did you pick it up like easily right away? And like, did he get frustrated at all or anything? Or was no. it just like kind of he let you guys do your thing? He kind of let us do our thing, but I remember watching him do the tricks and watching him, you know, advance through the game and how he did that, and then being able to turn around and go do it myself. But it also took a lot longer for me to do those things because I was little. Right. And he was an adult. So when did your love of the game really flourish? Like, years later? Or was that when you and your sisters played it the most? No, it was when we played it the most. Though now, even in our adult lives, we still... Oh, you play it every time you hang out. Yeah, that's absolutely true. <laughs> every time my sisters and I get together... Um, and my youngest sister, Emily, also, you know, she didn't grow up playing it like we did, um, you know, having dad play it. Uh, but we kind of brought her into that and got to, you know, now we all do it together. And it's something that, you know, we play all the time, all the time. <laughs> and it's great. And it's loud and it's vulgar it and it's great. It's 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 weird. So. It's like one of those things when watching a movie with your family, you guys are quoting the game as you're playing it, like saying the the, the characters' lines, um, making their weird noises, um, like stop telling all of our secrets, <laughs> making fun of each other when you don't take like a secret path or yep. use an item properly. Yep. Um, Basically, every chance that one of us screws up. The other one totally gets nailed for it. Okay, yeah. It's it's brutal. It's very brutal. That's an excellent <laughs> way of describing our gameplay. For me, I, I think I played this at my buddy John's house. He had a decent Nintendo 64 collection. I, I, didn't, I didn't play this. I didn't own this game. I owned specific N64 games, um, mostly from my brother's influence and then ones that I picked up. But I did not really enjoy this game because it wasn't Mario Kart. And I wanted to play Mario Kart all the time. And Mario Kart 64 was amazing at the time. And this game, it like, like it pulled me in like I thought I would like it. With like the airplanes and the hovercrafts. Like the cool vehicles. But And the ability to choose your... Yeah, like customize yep. it. But it, it was... I just... The characters were annoying to me. Absolutely. Um... And it was just a lot of a lot of stuff that I had no prior knowledge to any of these characters. So like Diddy Kong, obviously I, I know who Diddy is, but that's it. That was that was the extent of my knowledge because most of these characters were all brand new. And so I I don't know. For me, it felt like I I was in over my head and I had no idea what was going on. Um, but. It is one of the better racing games on the Nintendo 64. Uh, it's also uh, there's not another there's not a sequel of this game. There's not no, another version of this game. I think I read that they were going to try and do an, a sequel to the game, yeah. but then uh, the game got bought out, and then they just kind of squashed the idea. Yeah. But it was extremely popular when it first came out. It sold, I think, over. 800,000 copies in its first week. Yeah, yeah. Which is insane um, for 
a game that had, like you said, only just like one really notable character that people could or or were familiar with Mm -hmm. and then introducing all of these just like brand new characters that nobody had ever seen before even banjo no one had seen banjo yeah or conquer or conquer when this game had come out and the the game actually came out earlier than they thought it would have because they had to push back the release date of banjo kazooie so Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, that's why Banjo's in it, and no one had ever seen him before. It was before the oh, Banjo-Kazooie so had come oh. out. Oh, okay. They were going to release Banjo first and then put this but up. But then they had to push back gotcha. the Banjo-Kazooie release date, which is why you probably only see Banjo by himself. You don't get Kazooie in the game. Yeah. I did not know that. Fun fact. You're you're teaching me something. Yay! It was also It also sold 4.5 million copies for its lifetime. Um, which is crazy for a Nintendo 64 game, is a system that has a notoriously small um, set of games for its system. And it also is in the Guinness Book of World Records because it was the fastest-selling game of its time. Heck um, yeah. Which is crazy. I still don't understand that. But uh, let's get into the game a little bit because I, I'm comparing it to Mario Kart. And and your, your staple... We'll call it Kart Racer. Is you have a goofy character, you have a funny car, you got an awesome track, and you've got weird like I'll say tools, but they're they're both mostly weapons uh, of either sabotaging or improving your chances of winning. Yep. So first off, let's talk about the characters. The characters. So yes, you, you start with the staple of Diddy Kong. Diddy. Yep. Um, then you have Tip Top. Tip Top is... These names are just ridiculous. Listen, Tip Top is my fave. <laughs> oh, really? He was my go-to character. He's a turtle. How, he, how is he your favorite? Because he, he was fast. But he's a turtle. Oh, I know. It's totally contradictory. But this turtle, he handled really well. And his acceleration was really great, which is why I usually chose him. Um, the next character, Pipsy. Yep, Pipsy was also one of the favorites. So I would be Tip Top and okay. Sarah would be Pipsy. Would you ever switch? No. Why? We never deviated. Okay, all right. Is, is Pipsy a tiger? Pipsy is a mouse. Is a mouse. Okay, I'm She sorry. has ears. I didn't know. Yeah, tigers have ears. No, she has like mousy ears. Okay, now listen, again, I, I did not care for this game too much, so I didn't pay too much Well, attention. I did, and it I was know. a big part of it's, my childhood. It, it is a regret every time your sisters come over and I have to listen or hear you from the basement shouting at each yeah, other. Yeah, you barricade yourself upstairs. I do. And you just don't venture down. Now, we've also got Bumper. Bumper was the worst. He's a, he's a mole? Bumper is, um, oh, a badger. A badger. Bumper the badger. Bumper the badger. I'm yeah. sorry, I couldn't remember the name of the animal. I almost said raccoon, but that felt wrong. Oh, Timber's the, the tiger. The tiger. Sorry. And then Conker. The fox. Uh, Banjo. Classic. And Crunch. Crunch, the gator. The gator. He's a, like a bad guy, right? I think he's technically called a Kremlin. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I don't know. Is that Are right? They Russian? I don't. Oh, <laughs> is this like oh. a weird like Russian like? Are there weird underlying allegory? themes to this game? I don't know. Well, um, that's getting way outside wanna, of the realm of this podcast. I want to read the instruction manual's story plot to you, and I want you to see if, if this makes any sense. Okay, hit me. 
The story begins with Diddy Kong sitting on the porch of his treehouse, opening a letter delivered by a carrier pigeon. The note reads, Dear Diddy, help! The message is from his old friend Timber, the son of Kong's guests, the Tigers. Which I don't know what that means. I don't know what any of this means so far. Diddy reads the note and decides that his friends, Banjo and Conker, uh, join him to fight against Whizpig. Diddy calls Squawks to deliver a message to his friends. While Diddy's in the jungle, two Kremlins watch him from behind a boulder. One uh, Kremlin, Crunch, suggests they follow Diddy, but the other Kremlin ignores him, and then Crunch eventually goes and follows Diddy. Meanwhile, uh -huh. Timber is trying to calm Pipsy when she exclaims that she had just seen Taj the Genie, who he said would help. Uh, Tip Tup, confused, protests that Taj has been missing for 50 years. What? Afterwards, the group thinks uh, about the whiz pig face that was carved onto the mountainside overnight and the race courses that were magically sealed. The group knows they need to solve the problem before Timber's parents return. Bumper. <laughs> then concludes uh, the conversation by telling his friends that everybody needs to start practicing agreeing with Bumper. Timber and his friends leave, hoping that Diddy Kong does not mention this to Timber's parents. Um, I'm sorry. Is, is that a storyline or plot that ever comes out in the game? No, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> I mean, I know I was young and yeah. everything, six, as we previously established, right, right. but... You fill in a lot of gaps when you're that young. Hello, none of that is ringing a bell. Here's what I understood <laughs> okay. about the game. Okay. Uh, this dope whiz pig uh -huh. comes and attacks Timber's Island... I don't remember the name of the island. Uh, he is like, attacks the island, and you have to beat all of these tracks, go through these tracks, and beat these, you know, um, what is the word that I'm thinking of? Uh, challenges? What, what, like races? Yeah, or? challenges. And beat... the bosses. Oh, the you bosses. You had to beat gotcha. the bosses gotcha. to try to win back pieces of this to put together pieces of this amulet of Whiz Pig's face. TT amulet? Yeah, sure. TT amulet. That's what it says in this wiki. Sorry. No, no. TT was the name of the stopwatch that wandered around oh, to be continued. Gotcha. No, you had to basically defeat Whiz Pig in each of these because he overtook Timber's Island. Gotcha. That's all I remember. Uh, uh, from what I'm reading, Whiz Pig's from outer space. He is from outer space. Is that true? He's an alien? He is an alien He's pig. An alien, <laughs> alien pig? Alien pig. Gotcha, okay. My dad used to call him Pizwig. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. Like I, wanted even... to, I wanted to call Tip Tup Putt Pit. No. <laughs> <laughs> even in his moments of frustration... It was still hilarious yeah. when watching Pizwig beat my dad. Oh, I'm sure he was over super mad. and over and over again. But you just laugh because he called him Pizwig, <laughs> which still to this day makes me laugh. And when I called my sister prior to this podcast starting, and I mentioned Whizpig, and she goes, "Ah, yeah, Pizwig." <laughs> just Pizwig the lives. The natural thing for you guys. That's his name forever. So. We, so, we uh, digressed. Yes, yes. It's okay. We I do that all the time. It's not a big deal. Oh, well, that's good to um, know. So, we mentioned a few weird names in there. Taj the Genie. Taj the Genie. Is a elephant? He is an elephant. I have to say, I never knew his name was Taj until 30 minutes prior to the recording of oh, this really? podcast. Oh, really? What did you call him? He, he was just the Genie, and he talked in a funny accent. Yeah. 
Can I help you further? <laughs> bye bye for now. You guys do that in real life. Again, stop telling all my secrets. <laughs> I'm okay. really a weirdo. And and TT TT is a a a, a stopwatch. A, a stopwatch. He's what is a stopwatch. the point of TT? Um. Well, you have to do time trials. Oh, that's, when you that's do a time trial, that's pretty much it. Oh, okay. Yeah, the time trial of the different tracks. So you got this in the game. You have like a hub world, is what it's called, where you're able to travel around. And that's it has, Timbers Island, and it has locations to the different race courses. Yep. And in there, you're able to use all the different vehicles, right? You're able to use the plane, the car, and the hovercraft, right? Yes, you change vehicles by running. Literally running into Taj again. I just called him the genie by running into the genie. Magic carpet. He does. He floats around on his magic carpet, and then he just like poof appears. Yeah, poof, and then he'll change your vehicle for you, which is cool. He also, you have to race him a couple points within the like, game. Yeah, after you beat a few courses to unlock yep. more, right? To unlock more balloons, which will unlock the different worlds. So that's for it. You. So there's like star balloons, right? That you collect? Yep, there's balloons, there's gold balloons, and then you have to go through and do a silver coin challenge, and then I believe you go again in the mirror mode after you've beaten the game one way, you do Adventure 2, and then I think you collect silver balloons. See, this game is way too complicated for a racing game. No, but it's way fun! But you've, and you've, you've beaten it multiple, like, you've done Adventure 2? I have done Adventure 2. So you've beaten the game completely. I've beaten the game. I, It's been a long time since I've done start to finish, played the whole game. It's okay. not something that I do on the regular. No, it takes a lot of time. It does. Uh, you go through and collect the balloons and do your first round through all the adventures. Um, and then to beat one level or one like scenario. Stage, yeah. yeah, one stage. Sorry. Uh, to do one stage, you collect... You win the races, yep. then you go through, beat the boss, and then you have to go do all the four races again in that stage, but then collect silver coins. And they and like you get like um, enough to like unlock the next one, right? Like you, it, it, it yes. keeps track of how many you get. Yes, but you won't be able to have. Uh, you won't be able to go to the next one until you beat the silver coin challenge okay. of all of the four stages again or the four uh races again mm. and then beat the boss again in the same silver coin challenge. Is he harder? Yes. Oh, okay. Because you are you're also doing coins there too. You're doing oh. coins with the boss. Okay. Which is traumatizing. Now, have you ever unlocked drumstick? Yes. He he he's a chicken in overalls. He's ridiculous. Basically all of the characters that beyond or besides Tip Top and Pipsy drive like jerks and drive well, horribly. You can also unlock TT. Did you know that? No. Yeah. That's a thing? I, I guess so. You uh, complete a course of time trials within a certain time, then racing on and again and beating TT's ghost. This must be done for every course with any vehicle. That sounds time consuming. So, okay, so. <laughs> So we're going to go over some of these bosses. Ugh. Tricky, the Triceratops. I hate her. Bluey, the Him? walrus. It. It. Uh, Bubbler, an octopus? He's an octopus. 
Smokey. The dragon. The dragon. Yep. And then a whiz pig. Pizwig. The space pig. Space pig. Um, you just race them, right? You don't like. What do you do to beat them? That is correct. You race them um, through their own course. Uh, so tricky. The triceratops is a a triceratops. He is big and he is he has a really like deep voice and he makes like these thud noises. It's kind it's like of him stamping, stomping. Yeah, on the him stomping on the ground. It's really intimidating when you're in front of him and he's behind you, and you just hear his like. <laughs> oh, foot. it's just like it's you like, just hear oh, him so right he's behind close, you. you. Yes, yeah. um, like Jurassic Park. Yeah, and the the trees fall down on you, and it's a spiral. You go up, up a, a spiral up like mountain. mountain. Yeah. Yep, you go up a spiral mountain, and the trees are falling on you if you're behind him. Then add the silver coins on top of that, yeah, and that's it's your host. And it's fast. It's like the ra- whole race is over in under a minute. That's, that is fast. Yeah. I, I would say that is the only boss I ever got to. I don't think I ever got to any of the other ones. That's fair. That's fair. They get I, harder. I'm not good at it. I'm particularly bad at the airplanes because... Like, I, I just... The turning is not good for me. Gotta use that L and R. And, um... I'm not getting the right power-ups. They're called zippers. Uh, oh, okay. They're called zippers. They're called zippers. And it's it's like there's a rocket, right? Or am I getting mixed up with crash? There racing? is a... Nope, there's okay. a rocket. There's a rocket? So, the, yeah, there's here. There's like three, three levels, right? There's three, uh, like, the specials or the tools that you yeah. can get throughout the race. There is the rocket, which has three different levels to okay. it. There's the single shot, a homer... Or like a missile and a ten, ten shots. Shot, yep. Yeah, ten shots. Then there's the boost, which is like so a they're, blue. They're, they're color, balloons. They're colored balloons. So the rocket's the red one. Yep. The blue, blue is balloon. the boost. Okay. And there's just three levels of the boost. So yep. you get three blue balloons. You get the highest, fastest rocket boost. Yep. And then there's the green one, which is an oil spill or a mine, mm-hmm. a landmine, and I, I I think the third one's a bubble. It is a bubble. Wow, you're doing really good. Man. I have it in front of me, and you're not even nope. looking at it. Nope, nope, I'm not. All right, what's the yellow one? I'm pretty impressed. Uh, I don't remember what the yellow one is. Oh, okay. Well, you just like... There is no yellow steam. one. It's a yellow, like, purple one with the purple stars. The purple stars. So it's a short-lasting shield. Oh, the rainbow balloon. No. Are you talking one, about the rainbow yellow balloon? Yellow balloon. It's a shield and then a longer lasting shield. Ah, that's And then shield. a long lasting right. shield that if players run into it, opponents. Uh, if the players run into opponents, the opponents spin out. Yes, that is correct. Then there's the rainbow one. Yep. Which is. Uh, a magnetic force. It yep. will let you catch up to the person in front of you, but it really kind of sucks because you have to be pretty darn close to that character to in order to be able to use it, use it well. Okay. And then there's a stronger version of it, and then and the, even stronger. yeah, stronger yeah, version. Right. And yeah, you, you collect these balloons like in Mario Kart. They're the mystery boxes, but these are balloons. Yep. I Only you, it was know, cool. you, like, you know, know which what you're, you're going to get, get I, I, and you know which one you want to get. So right. if you've already hit a blue boost, yeah. you know you're like, okay, it would be dumb to run into the red rocket. You lose all your power up. Exactly. You lose the boost, and then you're stuck with a single shot. Yeah, because any progression that you have, if you get any other color, it takes you, you down lose to the it. first one. You lose it, yep. yep, and you're back at the first one, which is lame. But it's a bad idea. It is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. So use your power-ups. And then what are, are bananas for? 
Uh, bananas help with acceleration. So they help keep your speed throughout the game. So there's bananas everywhere, kind of like coins. Oh, okay. Kind of like coins. They help your thinking, max speed. Yep, okay. they help your max speed. So, and you lose bananas if you're hit by, like, one of the rockets. Right, or if you like hit coins. an oil spill, yep, you lose bananas, you lose speed. And so it's like you feel the acceleration, especially, like, think of your third lap. You're pretty much cruising mm-hmm. through the course, and you can feel that you've gained the extra speed from yeah. the bananas. Which is kind of nice. Now, zippers are actually the speed boosts. Zippers are the speed boosts. So the items are are just items. Yep. Yep. The zippers, actually, you can do different levels of the zippers. Uh So there's... We found that... There's, like, the flat ones on the ground. There's, like, the circular ones. For the plane. And there's also, like, square ones or rectangular. For the different vehicles. Oh, okay. For the different vehicles that you have. So, obviously, you can't hit one on the ground if you're in a plane. Well, yeah. That'd be bad. That'd be... You're not flying a plane properly. But some of the courses can... You can do the different vehicles, like... Yeah, some of them are multi-vehicle. Uh, exactly. Yeah. You don't have to fly a plane in Hot Top Volcano, though it's ideal. You can do a hovercraft, where a hovercraft can hit the ground zippers, or you can do it on a plane, and you can hit the, you know, the yeah. airborne zippers. But we found that if you lift off on the A button when you go over the zipper, you actually get a bigger boost. Yeah, you do. Yep. It's pretty cool. It's good to know that. It is. It's good. So the, the stages are actually domains. Yes. Or whatever, or different areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one's the Dino Domain, which, which has... Uh, do, would you, do you know all the names of every stave, stage? N- in, no. In of course not. So if I said what's in the Dino Domain, what, would it, what, what stages are in there, or courses? Ancient Lake. Yep. Um, Hot Top Volcano. Yep. And Jungle Falls. Uh-huh. One more. Um, Boulder Canyon. Nope. Oh, snap. I don't remember the second Fossil one. Fossil Canyon. Fossil Canyon. Yep. I can picture it. It has a big crater that you have to cross in the course. Yeah, Fossil Canyon. And then the Snowflake Mountain is Everfrost Peak, Walrus Cove, Snowball Valley, Frosty Village. Best one. And then Sherbert Island contains Whale Bay, Pirate Lagoon, Crescent Island, Treasure Treasure Caves. Yep. Dragon Forest has Boulder Canyon, Greenwood Village, Windmill Plains. Windmill Plains. Haunted Woods. Haunted Woods. And then Future Funland has oh, yeah. Space Dust Alley. Which you don't unlock Future Funland until after you've beaten Whizpig once. Oh, okay. So you have to beat him once in order to unlock future fun land um dark moon cavern star city and spaceport alpha yes so of these courses what are your like top three um starting with number three starting with three yeah oh snap or if you don't have an order just just name top three it doesn't matter i love hot top volcano okay because i love the music okay um and i love that I love the plane. I love, yeah, no, I know it wasn't your favorite, yeah. but I have mastered the art of the aeroplane. <laughs> okay. And I, it makes me with feel good. With tip-top. Yep, tip-top and it a plane. It was blue and green, his plane. <laughs> and I loved it. Um, what's another one? Ugh. Dark Moon Caverns is the best course. Hands down. Fight me. 
in this game. Oh, gosh. No, don't. Don't do it. You will lose. You will lose. You will lose. It's so fun. That's my one. I mean, I don't know any of the others level-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two or three. Uh, what would be another one? I loved Windmill Plains. Again, another plane one. Dark Moon Caverns was a car one. Okay. By the way. But I loved Windmill Plains. I think it has... You can go around the windmill in your plane, or because it can also be done in a car, you could go through the little opening door of the windmill. Uh-huh. And I liked taking my plane through there because there was a zipper in there. And you if get you, the advantage. You get the advantage, but if you miss it, you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> because you just ram right into it and tipped up makes his noise. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Are sound effects allowed on this show? Yes, yes, they are. Oh, good. Uh, oh, good. So, we've talked a lot about the game. Uh, before we get into the music of it, is there any other lasting impressions or things you want to preach about this? Uh, I'm going to give I'm gonna give you your, your soapbox to stand on. Anything you want to say about the game that, I, that we missed? Um, all the hover races should be outlawed. Oh, okay. They're horribly hard. Um, it's just because really, it like drifts, right? It doesn't. It doesn't turn. So much well. drift. No, yeah, yeah, the handling is horrible. The handling is horrible, and it doesn't even matter if you pick Tip Top or uh-huh. you could pick Drumstick, aka the worst character in the whole game. <laughs> no, nah, I lied. Timber's pretty terrible, also. Yeah. Um, they're just, just bad. They're just bad. Um, Boulder Canyon should be outlawed. The whole course just all gone gone. you have just delete it you have to go around these big logs and when you run into them just right they start spinning and will just catch you in a loop so it will throw you completely the opposite direction and you're on a hovercraft and if you hit that the wrong way just start start the game over because you're never getting out of that alive is there boulders in boulder canyon Mm, yes, no, I don't no? remember. All I remember I'm just wondering is why it's called Boulder Canyon if there's logs. Because you're going down like Oh, a, it's a river. You're it's in a, a river gorge. Okay. You're in like a I gorge. Slide going th- through the river. Gotcha. What else? Anything else in your notes? Mm, no, not really. No. You love this game. I do. I'm happy. Uh, this is probably my favorite. My favorite part about the game is watching you play it, or how much you enjoy it. Because we don't spend a lot of time playing video games, but it's it's nice to see the memories and the fun that you have with your sisters and your dad about this video game. And it's just a lot of stuff that reason why I love video games and why all our fans love video games is mm-hmm. because of the memories that we get to create mm-hmm. with them. So that, mm-hmm. that one of the most enjoyable things is how much you really like this game. That just means so much. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but let's get into the music because I know that's really what you're waiting for. Absolutely. So we're going to play uh, the first one here is a choice of yours. It's called Frosty Village. Yes, uh, that is the name of one of the courses in the game in one of the domains yep snowflake mountain in the snowflake mountain domain all right and we're gonna give it a listen here let's do it
that's a wild song. Isn't it great? It's got like, it feels like it starts out with an accordion. Feels like Christmas. It feels like Christmas. How does it feel like Christmas? It has sleigh bells in it. Oh, okay. It reminds me of Christmas, and whenever I hear it, I just think of the course at the point when you take the zipper at the top of the hill and you zoom off the ground. You you gain air. You gain mm-hmm. air on yeah. the zipper when you hit it correctly with your finger off the gas, and you just glide down the hill. You fly down the hill. You fly. Yeah. Into the villagers' houses if you don't make the turn properly into the cave. And Chaos. It's super chaos, and it's just a lot of fun, and you guys couldn't see it, but I was dancing through that whole song. She was. It was, uh, you really enjoyed the call and answer part when that came in. Yes. You really liked that. Yep. Okay. Yep, I did. Um, my choice is a song that I just found, because I don't know this music too well, but I really like it, and it's called Pirate Lagoon, so let's give it a listen. Because it reminds me of a Sonic song. Uh, I don't know why. Just it, it's upbeat. Very. It's got a good tempo to it, mm-hmm. and it's got trumpets. That trumpet sound that I really like. Um, I don't know. It's just a fun upbeat song. And I, I really like, enjoyed it. I like the high low of that song. Yeah. It's it's peaked. It's like. It's jazzy. And big band style. Yeah, I think we got it. We just listened to it. I'm sorry. Alright, and the last song uh, that you chose was Dark Moon Caverns. Can I request that we play the whole song? Sure, uh, no. Ugh. No, we're not. That's we can my listen, fave. You can listen to it after the show. Okay. Alright, so here it is. Alright. Watching you dance this song. <laughs> you are 
really into it. There is no shame in my dancing game. Lots of shoulder, lots of sass. Lots of sass in your dance. There's no shame in that at all. Honestly, whenever I hear that song, my sister Sarah put the whole soundtrack for the game now I sound like a loser. Put the whole it's okay. it's all right. soundtrack. You're speaking to the right people. On uh, a CD for me for my car. And when I have my old car, she said, just be careful not to listen to any of the space songs while you're on the freeway. Because while you're grooving and dancing to these songs, because they're so techno and upbeat and so fun, that you'll just end up flying down the freeway. <laughs> just keep going faster and faster. Yeah, one time I I looked at I was going very fast. I, I was going above the speed limit. It was wrong. Do not speed. <laughs> Do not listen to Dark Moon Caverns oh, while man. you're on the freeway. Public service announcement, courtesy of me. <laughs> so, uh, the composer of the game was David Wise. He was the only composer at Rare from 1985 to 2009. He's most famous for making the Donkey Kong Country series music. Classic. So that is a huge series of games with music that people love. I'm not the biggest fan of them, but I appreciate for what they are. And it makes sense that this has great music, too, is because they have a really great composer as well for this series as they did for the Donkey Kong Country series. Well, I think just the length of time that he was with the company, I mean, speaks for itself. And all of the projects he got to be a part of. Yeah. He's uh, also known for doing, like, Marble Madness, Wizards and Warriors, which are older games. Um, Could you call them retro games, perhaps? Yeah, Yes, they, they are retro games. Okay, well, yeah. I, we're on Legend of Retro. I figured instead of saying old games, we should say sorry, retro Sorry, sorry. Okay. I mean, this is my first podcast and all, but... Okay. You don't have to tell me how to run my show. Listen, lady. Listen. That's what Craig and the glitch and Xander's jobs are, is to tell me how to run the show. I'm just picking up, okay, picking fine, up, fine, uh, whatever, picking whatever. up the slack here. Uh, any other things that you want to mention about this game before we take a break? Uh, no, I think you've seen all my crazy dance moves <laughs> and heard my real true feelings about the game and, you know, just really kind of gotten a glimpse into why I love it. I'm happy to have you to talk about this game. Um, and I can't wait to hear what everyone else has to say about this. But we're going to take a break and get a message from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit OldSchoolGamer.com and subscribe now. Whoa, boom Jones in for a classic game? It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. Today, we played a game on the Super Nintendo online for the Switch. Um, It is called Smash Tennis. I'm not a sports game guy. I'm not very good at them, let alone tennis games. Uh, the only tennis game I really enjoy is Mario Tennis. I, I loved think, Mario Tennis. I think tennis. it's like the superior tennis game. Mario Tennis was awesome. Um, and so we played Smash Tennis. First of all, why is it called Smash Tennis? I don't know. The t- 
title doesn't even make any sense. I have no idea. Uh, there was no smashing of anything. I know. So you like would throw the ball up in most tennis games. The peak of the arc of the ball is when you're supposed to hit it for the most power and the best chance to ace the person you're playing. They had to get it over the right. net. In this game, if you wait for the peak, you fault every single time. I faulted every single hit the very first time I served, as did you. Yep. It, yep, I did. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. I, I don't understand why. Who who would enjoy a game like this? Who would enjoy a game like this? I don't understand it. it, it and, like, I didn't get a hang of it until the last set that A lobs and B is, like, a, sh- a, a straighter shot. I was supposed to hit B? Yeah. Yeah, right? I didn't know that. This game... I wasn't hitting B. This I was exclusively hitting the A button. Yeah, and it was, like, lobbing. And, like, sometimes I would hit it and it would go over their head and go out of bounds and land. I had no control over it. I I got hit on my person yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, in the, the, the groinal area. Yes, in the groin. Um, so I don't understand how... I just didn't get it. I didn't no, get it. I didn't. Though it took, I think it was like my third go around at the game where I actually had a pretty good volley going. You got, you did pretty good. I had a good volley, and uh, then it was out, and I wanted to argue with the game. It said the ball was out, and or it didn't call you, it you out. You thought it was out, but it wasn't. It wasn't. I felt wronged yep. by the game. Yes. You chose um, Peter as your character? Heck yeah, I chose and Peter. You, and you played against Steve. I chose Matt, because in all the guys' names are the Apostles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was John, Mark, Peter, Paul. I don't know if Luke was in there, uh, but there was there was other ones. Most of them were Apostles' names. Is, and it, I, is it bad that I don't remember seeing any female names? There were at the very bottom. There was only like eight or four of them. There was not very many of them. The majority Sexist. Of them. And then I played against Tony because I was like, yeah, I'm going to stick to Tony. Tony beat me. I didn't get. I didn't win a single match. Tony kicked your butt. He, uh, I didn't win a single match. It was awful. I came close. I think I had 30-45 was the 30, closest. 30-40? Yeah. I thought I went to 45. No, 40. Last time I played tennis, folks, was in high school. Okay. I, I went to advantage. Like, I went back and forth. So it was tied at 40, and we went and played for the deuce and the advantage, and then I just lost eventually. I don't know what any of those terms mean, because, again, <laughs> high school. Okay. okay, all right. And I didn't get that far. And, also that. And so it was, it's, uh, I don't know when it was released. I, I didn't look up much information about this game. Maybe I should have done that, but I don't care. It was Smash Tennis. It was, um... It was not fun. It was not fun. Um, on a scale of 1 to 8, we call it the 8-bit scale, what would you rate this game? 3. A 3? Three? Just under half. 3. Okay. Why? I felt wronged by this game. Okay. Um, there were no instructions as to which buttons were going to yield said results. Yes. Like previously discussed, I did not even hit the B button at all, <laughs> but I feel like I did better than Chaps in his gaming. I had a better volley. Sure, but neither of us won or got any points, so it doesn't matter. It made me feel good, okay? Right, that's fair, that's it fair. made me feel that's good. That's fine, that's fine. But a three, because it was just not a, not a good time. Uh, I'm giving it a two. 
Whoa. Um, I did not have fun. I think I may like it if I knew what I was doing, but also at that point, I would choose a, a much different game to play than waste my time with. The only reason why I'm giving it a two is because of the results screen music. <laughs> which pretty which solid. Which we're going to play for you right now. It was ridiculous. It, at first it was like, oh, this is a cool beat, and then it just got weird. I called it groovy. It was groovy. I wrote groovy in my notes. Oh, good. Groovy tunes is groovy how tunes. I described it. All right, so here, here we are. We're going to give it a listen. Groovy tunes. And then it gets weird when they're like remixing the sound effects of, of the sounded like some beatboxing in yeah. there. Oh, he was weird. saying actual words. Yeah, he was saying the point scores. Oh snap! <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I missed that completely. The, yeah, I have to say it was uh, the soundtrack reminded me, and I don't know if you'll know this game. Do you know the Turtles Arcade Turtles in Time? It's like a four-player arcade cabinet. No, yeah, no. It, it has similar music to that, like as far as like the tones and stuff. So this is the only redeemable thing about it. Again, I'm giving it a two out of eight. It's it was not my cup of tea. The beginning music reminded me a little bit of some of the music in Diddy Kong Racing, actually. But then again, it got groovy, it got weird, and then it lost me completely. Yep. But I was still dancing. I couldn't help it. You're a dancer. That's true. So um, that was our retro relapse. We're going to take another pause here, and we'll be right back. Would you like a kitten? Have one delivered. Just log on to PetsOvernight.com, and we'll send you a cute kitten overnight. PetsOvernight.com, delivering little bundles of love in a box directly to your door. All right. So last segment of the show. Okay. We have what's called a music bracket. All right. And we have two songs going up against each other this week. Um, we have... It's a music bracket. It's called is a stage theme music bracket. So we oh. pick different stages, um, excluding Mega Man, because Mega Man stages are, are superior songs. And also, we want to do a full bracket of it later. Fans already know this. So I'm just kind of letting you know. Also, I, I don't think you really care too much about what i'm just saying that would be correct chops yep yep anyways so this week we have super mario brothers the original game the overworld theme uh written and composed by koji kondo who is famous for his vast mario brothers music so uh, we're gonna give this a listen here it's the super mario brothers overworld theme for the nes all right Thank you. 
So that, that's the classic Super Mario Brothers theme music. Classic. You live under a rock if you have never heard that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's going I mean, up... Even I know that one. It's going to go up against a very different song. Very different. This is a song from Shadow of the Colossus, and it, it, the, the, the composer is Kao Otani, and this song is called Grotesque Fig- Figures. Um, this is played during one of the Colossi battles. It's specific to a certain Colossi. All right, so you ready for this one? I guess so. Bring it on. This song is way different. I do, why are these two pit against each other? So the way it works is that we do a, do a draft of these songs. So we pick our number one picks first and they go down further in the line. So this may be someone's number four against a number eight or whatever, you know. So they're, they're very different based on however each person chose those songs and ranked them. And I didn't tell you who picked these songs beforehand. I'll tell you after the show. But... If you had to pick one or the other, which one would you choose? I mean, if we're basing it solely on... Well, what on are the criteria? Which is the better song? Which is the better music? I mean, if you think about the stage in which the music is, you know, brought in the game and, you know, what is being portrayed, what's going on in the game mm-hmm. at this point, as far as musicality goes, the... What was it called? The... Grotesque figures? Yeah, that is really kind of just brings more of like an understanding as to what's going on in the game you know emotion exactly it builds it rises and it falls you know it builds suspense and it kind of just keeps the player engaged and you can kind of imagine what's going on as far as gameplay Mm -hmm. when you hear the song you can follow it along if you kind of pit that against the overworld theme and the, for the, the NES, yep. yeah. What? It's all just so very flat, if you ask me. I mean, it has, like, 
three notes that it uses the entire time. Yeah. So, I mean, grotesque figures wins, if you, you ask me. You would me. get your vote. I would get my vote. Okay. And you can vote uh, in our Discord, on our Facebook page, on Twitter, and as a patron on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. And so what happens is, just so you know, Allison, after people vote, whoever gets the most votes goes on to the next round, and then we'll go until there's two songs left that go head-to-head against each other. I have been a part of this before when you... Uh, I've asked you to vote have for asked me, me yep. to vote. Yep, exactly, yep. exactly. Um, so, yeah, so, again, um, if you're a patron... Oh, you have a question, Allison? I do. I want to know your feelings on this. I'm not allowed to give my feelings since since I pick songs that are in this bracket. I feel used. That way we don't um, give certain Leverage. feelings towards certain fans based on who picked what. It's all it's all a mystery on who picked what. So that way the songs themselves get to get the spotlight. I see. Well, now I feel used for my opinion, and now. Um, well, well, that's good. It's an unbiased opinion. Okay. Sure. <laughs> So you can go to Facebook.com. You can look at us with Legend of Retro on there, Twitter, and then um, in our Discord. And then if you're a patron at the $1 level, you get access to vote. If you're a $5 patron, then you get extra bonus content from our show. So you get the Game Shark episode, which we come out monthly, which is just a topic on whatever we want to talk about for retro video games. It's not specifically a game. It could be um, a sp- series of games. It could be types of games. It could be what certain games mean to us, any kind of conversation. And you get extra episodes from all our shows the last action podcast um the gamezilla podcast um noobs and dragons and noiseland arcade um so go to gamezillamedia.com and you can find all our shows listed there we've got it ranging from gaming to action movies to the simpsons podcast and, and be an overachiever and vote on all of those platforms for this music bracket yes yes please do please do Thank you for plugging. You're welcome. You're welcome. Is there any other shows that you like to give a plug to? I know you like the Last Action Podcast. I do appreciate action movies, and you like action movies. I do appreciate a good action movie. I am. Was there an episode you particularly liked that you listened to of theirs? Ooh, man, which one? I um, I feel put on the spot now. Sorry. Now I have to pick one. Um. I don't know. What, in Air Force One? Yeah, Air Force One. Okay. Yeah, I think, Gosh, that, all I, I thought I think of. that was there. I don't know. I don't, I don't. That's my brother's podcast. I could care less. Don't say that. Sphinx is on there. He's a jerk. Um, Come on, guys. <laughs> so. No. But thank you for being on the show. I really appreciated it. Did you have a good time? I did have a good time. It yeah. gave me all the feels of playing Diddy Kong, and now I wish my sisters were here, yeah. and we could have the ultimate showdown of you and Sarah team up on Emily and Emily gets frustrated and leaves. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> That's pretty much how it goes every time. I mean, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for for being on the show. I really appreciate it. It's kind of difficult being in the state that we are in right now, but I'm appreciative for all the fans that listen to our show. We're going to try to bring you out a show every week while we're in quarantine. Um, And you stay safe out there. Make sure that you are um, being careful when you're going out and getting groceries or getting supplies or helping loved ones. Just make sure you stay safe um, and take care of yourselves. I think that's the biggest thing that we've learned about this is 
thinking of others, taking care of ourselves, but also thinking about others throughout this. And also supporting your local businesses. You know, yeah. they're open for carry out, most of those. So, hey. Or buy give, gift cards to use later. Give a little love to those local businesses. Yes, exactly. We're trying to do that. Yeah, we are. We are trying to do that. Um, but anyways, thank you for listening to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. We'll see you all next time. When, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.